Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker. Established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Business First Bank, with locations throughout the state, including 11 offices in the Baton Rouge area, providing personal and commercial banking, treasury management, and wealth solution services to help clients succeed. Business First Bank. Banking with greater momentum at B1Bank.com. From Mansour's on the Boulevard, we're out to lunch with Stephanie Regal. Stephanie Regal is a broadcaster and editor of Baton Rouge Business Report. It's business Baton Rouge style. Hi, I'm Stephanie Regal. Welcome to Out to Lunch. Louisiana's nickname is Sportsman's Paradise, not only because of the affinity locals have for hunting, fishing, and water sports, but because of the lush natural landscape and warm climate that make those sports possible. It's the same factors that have given birth to two local entrepreneurs. One is Edward Daniel, the owner of Daniel Outdoors. It's an online company that sells hunting, fishing, and shooting products over the Internet, and it's doing a killer business. Daniel launched the website just at the beginning of this year and is already doing more than $6,000 a week in sales. It's impressive by any standards, but all the more so because Edward is just a sophomore in college. I met Edward two years ago when he was a senior in high school and was running his first company at that time. We put him on the cover of the Baton Rouge Business Report. He's come a long way since then. So, Edward, glad to have you here. Thank you. I actually dropped out, though. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> we're going to hear the whole story in a minute. But I want to introduce you to my other guest today, Nicole Wagaspak. She's the president of Martin Ecosystems. It's an environmental tech company that manufactures and supplies products used to address a variety of environmental challenges like stormwater and wastewater treatment, shoreline protection, bank stabilization, and habitat restoration. What's really cool about Martin Ecosystems is that its products are made out of recycled plastic bottles. And from this material, they are able to create floating treatment wetlands, living shorelines, and new marsh. Lord knows we need this in Louisiana where our sportsman's paradise is eroding away by the day. Nicole, it's a great story and we look forward to hearing it. Thank you. Edward, back to you. You dropped out of school. <laughs> you started out, when I met you, you were making deer stands. It was a great idea. You had, had decided you had seen a better way to build a better deer stand. And so you had launched that company. And, and now here we are two years later and you have this huge online business selling a variety of hunting, fishing, shooting products. How um, did this evolve? Uh, all right, so when I was in high school, yep, uh, we sold deer stands. Uh, Daniel Outdoors was the company that sold the deer stands. And uh, so uh, I was making the deer stands and uh, we were building the towers, which are these large uh, wooden elevated uh, platforms. Mm -hmm. uh, but they take up a lot of space and it wasn't efficient to manufacture them. So uh, I, I figured out a different way so we made this, uh, I manufactured this, uh, this product that we made in-house. It was a metal bracket that you attach to the corner of any platform or deer stand and allow you to slide a 4x4 four four elevator and elevate the platform however how you want. Uh, so anyways, point is, uh, I manufactured like a whole lot of these. Uh, What's a whole lot? I mean, 300 units the first year without ever selling one of these new products before. And you were still in school at the time. Yeah, I old. think I was between yeah, I was between my senior year in high school and freshman year. Okay. And uh, so I manufactured like forty or fifty thousand dollars for these brackets, and uh, I had to get rid of them, you know, and I only had three months, four months to get rid of them because you have to sell them in the fall when people are building deer stands. Sure, limited season, right? Yeah, and I can only distribute like sixty units through my 
or 70 units to the deer stands. So I, uh, I had to figure out how to sell them online. It's the only possible distribution <laughs> platform. So I, I just learned. I spent the next three or four months reading and obsessing over it and figured out how online marketing works. And uh, it's been like, I don't know, a year and seven months maybe since I kind of first got into e-commerce this past January and launched DanielOutdoors.com, selling sporting goods and shooting accessories. Uh, what we learned was uh, uh, the sporting goods market is particularly saturated online. Uh, there are it a lot, is. There are a lot of companies, uh, both online and offline, um, that sell hunting and fishing products. Uh, particularly Amazon owns more than half the market share in, in the hunting and fishing product market online. Wow. Uh, but when you look at the gun accessories market, there's all sorts of complications. Uh, to begin, Amazon doesn't, they, they compete for a very small percent in that market at all. Gun accessories. Gun accessories. So when what I say are you gun talking accessories, about when, when I say gun accessories, we sell magazines, I, I mean particularly gun-specific products. Magazines, holsters, grips, optics, stocks, uh, and, uh, and other things essentially that you put on your gun after you bought it. Um, okay, like aftermarket, yes, specifically for the hunters. Well, for recreational shooters. Right, okay. There's a lot more of those than hunting and fishers and uh, a lot less companies that, that can efficiently sell those products. So. And, and so the recreational shooting market, these are people that just t target shoot? Uh, yeah, these are people that uh, they might shoot at their private land, but, but more often than not, uh, they go to the shooting range, and it could be anyone from any income level, uh, particularly male. Um, half our users are over 45. Um, no surprise there. And so... Um, so you built the website and the web company as, as your platform to distribute and get rid of the deer stands, and from that you you evolved into this into well, this shooting product. Well, I did. Well, I mean, I learned I learned how to market online, and and, and, and when you're reselling commodity products, like I really was at the time, uh, customer acquisition, you can make a lot of money if you're just good at that. Mm -hmm. uh, but you, I couldn't acquire customers uh, at an efficient cost of sale because. The hunting and fishing products themselves were all saturated down to the bottom. Right. Like all of them everywhere. Uh, so if you didn't sell pretty close to that bottom price, you couldn't compete. Well, in the gun accessories market, there's not much price competition. Because there's uh, nobody else doing well, it. Well, it's, really. it's quite complicated to sell them. There's, there's restrictions you have to know. You have to know the gun business. You have to know the technology about it. Um, and then you have to... You have to figure out how to do it and how to categorize so, everything. I want to visit with Nicole for a few minutes because we're talking about the great outdoors here and, and these products that, that people avail themselves of to enjoy recreationally. And Martin Ecosystems is trying to help save our great outdoors here. You all have a patented product, Biohaven, I believe is the trade name, right? And, right. and you all use that material to help restore marshland. Right. I mean, tell us... Um, who developed the technology and, and, and recycled plastic bottles? Right. So, um, ironically, our um, company started on a hunting trip. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, my brothers were in college in Montana, and so my dad joined them for a hunting trip, and their guide was uh, mentioned, a man's name, his name is Bruce Kanya, and that he um, invented this product called a floating island, the biohaven. Um, Bruce was a fishing guide for years, he's a biologist, and he noticed that when he would take customers fishing, um, the fish seemed to congregate closer to naturally occurring floating islands. Um, a lot of this occurs in Wisconsin around the lakes there, okay. and that's where Bruce was. He also realized that the water was more clean around these floating islands, despite the fact that there were agriculture all around these lakes and farming. Um, which we know farming um, has a lot of runoff from the fertilizers sure. um, in addition to the, the cows. And um, 
so Bruce Kanya is the one who invented the Biohaven floating island. And um, on the trip, my dad said, well, you know, let me, let me meet this guy because my dad is originally from Leeville. Okay. My family, although we all live in Baton Rouge now and our business is located here, we grew up in Lafouche Parish. Um, so we are very familiar with the coastal restoration um, and the fact that we are losing land every every second. I mean, um, the, the statistic is still a football field every 30 uh, minutes or something? Exactly, exactly. It's, it's huge. It and is. We wonder why it floods. Huh? It, it's, it's hard to comprehend. Um, so anyway, um, my dad uh, did decide to meet Bruce. They set up a meeting and um, because my dad thinking, he was thinking that maybe we could use it for coastal restoration efforts. Mm -hmm. um, because what we do have what is called flow tall marsh here. So it's, an, it's a naturally occurring floating marsh. Okay. And um, so he thought, well, maybe we could use it um, for coastal restoration efforts. So we did, and long story short, we, we started the business. We um, have licensed the floating product from Bruce. Um, we cover the Gulf Coast, um, both sides of the Mississippi River. We're moving on to the East Coast and um, some international clients so as well. So you all don't actually manufacture it? We do manufacture it. You do manufacture it. it, and you've licensed the technology. We have licensed the floating technology. Um, since then, we've come up with our own um, non-floating product using the same recycled PET plastic material um, for levee protection. So, so, so you use this for, for levee protection, and for what other kind of projects specifically? So we do water treatment, which was Bruce's initial idea, um, stormwater treatment, wastewater treatment, and then coastal restoration in terms of um, erosion, shoreline protection. Like building some sort of a, like a, a natural type of levee, in other words? Um, not really. The, the, if you can imagine, the product looks like a very large floating Brillo pad. Okay. And it feels like that. A large that. floating Brillo pad, we got it's, this visual. It could be eight feet by 25 feet and 10 feet thick and we plant plants in them. Okay. So the plants grow through this matrix material, the w roots are hanging be beneath it into the water column. Um, so when you see it, it looks like floating marsh because the plants take over and um, you can no longer see the matrix after mm -hmm. usually about six to eight months. Um, the, the vegetation has completely covered. So um, what we do is we put them out along shorelines because they can protect and stop um, daily wind chop which is really the bulk of our problem. Okay. Um, it's this day-to-day, 24-hour -day, wind, um, wind chop wave that is constantly eating at mm -hmm. our shorelines. So we, we put them there. Um, the non-floating product, which we call EcoShield, utilizes the same matrix material, but that is, is laid on top of levees. Okay. Um, because a lot of times we, um, we try to plant levees, but the vegetation doesn't take. And, and, and when you talk about matrix material, this is the, those crushed up, recycled PET bottles. Right. With what else in them? It's, it is only recycled PET plastic. Um, they use a water, it's a water resin that is used to hold these fibers together. Um, we actually, we don't make the matrix ourselves here in Baton Rouge. We, um, we outsource it from another company mm -hmm. in Atlanta. And um, so when we get it, it's in these large rolls, 90 foot long. And, um, but what we do here in Baton Rouge is we manufacture the island or the eco shield. And, um, the big Brillo pad. The big Brillo pad. Yeah. So the Brillo pad is injected with a marine foam and the foam adheres the layers together. So we can make them as thick 
as we would like, depending on where they're going. And the foam also adds buoyancy, enabling them to float. Totally cool. And then we drill holes on top, and then that's where we put our, our plants. And I would imagine your, your customers are local governments or water districts or sewer treatment? or Exactly. We, um, we have a variety of customers. Um, local governments, local um, municipalities for the wastewater. Um, and, and so when you say wastewater, this can actually be used to treat, like clean, purify yes. water in other words? So for wastewater treatment, um, a lot of towns, especially in Louisiana and the Southeast, still use what's called a lagoon system mm -hmm. for their uh, wastewater treatment. Um, so we put the floating island product in, the, in those ponds because the floating pro um, island product act, acts like a filter system. Plants are known to take up unwanted nutrients, the phosphorus, um, BODs, TSS, things that municipalities are, are regulated mm -hmm. um, by. And um, I mean, we see reductions of 60 to 70% in the BOD and the TSS, which is what um, the DEQ, Louisiana DEQ, and many other environmental uh, departments across different states are regulating. Um, so the plants help take up those nutrients, allowing the, the municipalities to stay in compliance. That's fantastic. Can you stand on this island to shoot ducks, for instance? <laughs> <laughs> Funny, we have made a duck blind because really? on um, numerous meetings, whether whether we're trying to talk about water treatment or we're trying to talk about coastal restoration, there's at least somebody in the room that says, well, what about a floating duck blind? That's great. So um, we have not commercialized it. Um, my family, being from South Louisiana, does ha hunt and fish all the time. So um, we've made two different models for my brothers and my dad to That's hunt. That's great. Um, but yes, and they tell me it is awesome because you only have to brush it once or twice and then you don't have to rebrush it because the vegetation just continues to grow. That's perfect. Now, do you all sell, sell duck blinds or things like that on your website, Edward? Uh, we don't. We, uh, we only resell. Okay, you only other manufactured products. Uh, yeah. You were telling me right before this show that in a few weeks you're going to to relaunch your website under a new name with with expanded product lines. Uh, well, yeah, this is this is pretty much like the second big big iteration of our project. Um, what we just learned, uh, all these problems that exist um, within the particularly gun model specific product. Uh, I guess category, and uh, we're solving them right now, and we're going to launch and listen to customers and fix it, and I think we're going to build a pretty good solution. So it's going to be a, a new website? It is a new website, and probably only about uh, 15, 10 or 15% of the SKUs that were on the original DanielAdors.com will be represented on the new site. Only 15%. Will you have yes. then other products? Well, because almost all of the distribution that we've achieved so far has been almost all of it, uh, shooting accessories, that 15%. I got you. Yeah. Okay. And so what will the new site be called? USAShootingWarehouse.com. USA Shooting Warehouse. And so this will really establish you as, as a niche. Yes. Nobody else really sells this stuff. Yeah, I mean, we, f we found a way to differentiate and to create significant value, so. You say we. Who is, who's behind this with you? Do you have a partner? Oh, I have or? A pr no, I have a programmer in India that has been mm -hmm. with me since January, or actually since last fall. Uh, and he now is full-time with the company. And, uh. We write code and listen to users. That's pretty <laughs> much it. Yeah, that's, that's it. great. <laughs> what, who, who finances y'all's companies? Um, and and uh, what so about I bootstrapped the it until July, but um, until this past July, you yeah. you bootstrapped it. Have you been out looking for investors since then? I did. I've uh, raised some capital. 
Okay. And and how receptive was the um, was the VC market? <laughs> well, Baton Rouge doesn't have much of a VC <laughs> market. Uh, I've, I've been around town, and there's maybe like two VC firms. They're 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 good firms, but there's not much e-commerce, not much technology around. Um, so it's just the environment is just not um, perhaps uh, as good as it could be. Uh, so did you have to go out of market? We've heard yeah, that. Yeah, you have to, you have to go find so. angels. If you want to get money, you have to go find angels in Baton Rouge. Out, out Any, actually, anywhere around here. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. What about the growth of Martin over the years? Um, we've grown um, considerably over the last few years. Last year, um, our sales were at a million dollars. Um, and as far as um, financing the business, to date, we have financed it um, pretty much ourselves. My okay. family has. It's a it's family business. Um, one of five children, so all of my siblings and my parents and I started the business together. But ironically, we are currently looking at... Um, maybe getting some equity partners or investment investors um, because where we are, we need to go to the next level and, and um, we're at a, at a growth stage. And, um, How do you know when you're at a growth stage? I mean, you can just, are you tapped I, out to I a certain? I think we're, ta we're, we're tapped out in the fact that we've, we've done everything ourselves um, and I feel like now we need um, additional expertise to grow and really cover the states that we've got in our on our plate. Mm -hmm. um, it's a little hard when you have five people trying to do everything, <laughs> right. um, cover the eastern United States and internationally. So um, um, I actually participated um, over the summer in the Propeller Growth uh, Accelerator Program, and Propeller is located in New Orleans. Tell me about it. I'm not familiar with it. Um, Propeller is an, an um, it's an entrepreneurial organization. Um, they put on the water challenge, okay, um, and they've been doing that with New Orleans Entrepreneur Week for the last, I guess, maybe six or seven years. I'm not exactly sure, but um, they invited us to participate in the water challenge this year, and I won. So oh, congratulations! Um, yes, it was a fifteen thousand dollar prize. I had to pitch it during Entrepreneur Week in New Orleans. That's awesome. I just got to say, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, so um, they also do a, um, an accelerator program where um, it's, it's very intense, probably three months. Um, you're assigned a mentor and you meet weekly with your mentor and then you meet as a group. There were 18 um, companies involved in my program. Um, and so one of my mentors is actually an angel investor. And oh, so he's kind of helping me mm -hmm. um, get get prepared. We haven't great. met with anyone yet, but um, so that's been a really big help for us this in the last sure. three four months. Sure, uh, you're the president of the company. How does your family divide up the roles? It's just the five of you. You said. Um, well, there are five five children and my parents. Um, my dad is very involved. He um, he's an entrepreneur at heart. He's um, had numerous companies that he bought and sold along the way, and um, so he's very involved. Um, I have a brother who is a background in construction, so he is over our manufacturing and installation. Um, another brother who is over our sales, and I have a sister who um, does all of our financing. And then we have one more sibling, my one sister, who doesn't live here, so she doesn't actively work every day, but um, she is an investor. She lives in so Florida. it divides up nicely. Yes. But it is time to broaden. It and is. And bring in outsiders. It is. And we do have another employee that isn't an out, not a family member. 
I know so many facets of so many businesses and facets of this community, you know, have been affected by the, by the floods. And as we talk about the recovery in this region, that's going to go on for a long, long time. How have you all felt it in your businesses, if at all? What are you seeing and hearing? Um, I think what will affect us the most is um, a lot of our customers are government on the government level, whether it's the state or local government, and. Um, we already know the state is doesn't have, have as much money. <laughs> doesn't have any money to begin with, and so if if the state and the local um, parishes are having to use dollars to clean up, and obviously s some areas are losing an entire tax base. Exactly. Um, so I think that's where we'll see it the most. But luckily, we cover a, a, a large part of the country, so. We so your like business is not just concentrated correct. in Louisiana like or on we, the Gulf Coast. Either. Right. We just sent islands to a project in Chicago. Chicago has just redone their entire river walk along the Chicago River. And um, that project is almost done. And so we're kind of the final part. They're um, using our islands in one section along the river walk um, to plant different plants. And it'll be an educational center for them to bring students to show different varieties of plants that can be planted. And like do birds and animals live on the islands? They do. We That's are constantly seeing nest um, and birds. It's, it provides a lot of uh, protection for them to nest, um, to get away from their predators. I, is, there, is there a lot of competition for what you all do? I mean, there must not be anybody else that does these matrix materials exactly in this way. No, right. We're, we're pretty much, we're it. <laughs> it's it. a new idea, That's so we're, we're alone right now. <laughs> Edward, with respect to the flood that we were talking about a minute ago, what are you seeing with your sales and has it affected them? Um, well, we, uh, we distribute to all 50 U.S. states. Um, so, you know, of course, <laughs> revenue to Baton Rouge decreased a little bit, but almost all of our revenue is outside of the city so we survived but it was quite uh so, so here in, in in sportsman's paradise yeah you're not that's not the market for your products outside uh, of louisiana we, uh, well i mean we do sell we have some orders to louisiana sure. but um we don't really have that many people live here uh you know and so we sell a lot of product to texas to california to pennsylvania okay. um you know concentrations of people mm -hmm. and places that we generate a lot of revenue in places where we create you know core users you know, where we have like four or five, six people and they tell their neighborhood. Interesting. Um, but as far as the flooding, it was pretty interesting. So the business, uh, I run the business out of a house right now by LSU. And uh, my street, my whole neighborhood flooded, but my house was on bricks. So like my neighbor had two feet of water in his house. Uh, I was trekking through the water, uh, helping my neighbors out and uh, kayaking around on my street. And then, you know, I have to run inside and go check email and answer customer service <laughs> phone calls. And it's a flood outside. It was uh, it's quite an experience, but um, I'm sure the community will get through it. I sure hope they do. Yeah, they, they'll recover. What is your, are you going to keep your business based here? I mean, you could be anywhere. What is your plan, to move or is it to grow and, and sell out in, in a big, you know, exit strategy sort of? Um. At this point, we're developing the product. Uh, I think in the in the near future, for the next uh, at least you know near future, we will be in Baton Rouge at our base. Uh, soon, I'll be I'll be hiring customer service people in the next week or two. Actually, uh, really, uh, where do you want to be in in three to five years, Nicole? Um, what is y'all's long term or short term, medium term <laughs> st strategy for growth in the future? Uh, I, I, we definitely would like to increase our sales and. Um, 
I think going back to what I mentioned earlier, just being able to cover all of the states that we have the potential to cover because right now we're, we're kind of focused in this Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama area and there's so much more more space to cover. There's yeah. so many more areas in the United States that um, need water treatment and need clean water. And um, we're, a we're actually working right now in developing a partnership with another local company who supplies our vegetation for us. Um, they're expanding out to the East Coast. Um, they've just acquired a company that does stormwater treatment near the Chesapeake Bay. And so we're we're figuring out how we're going to work together on on that expansion. So and, I'd and like to see that stormwater runoff. So I mean, it can take it can clean water stormwater runoff in a city. It can do like agricultural runoff in the country. Right, exactly. So um, cities that have large lakes um, that where agricultural and um, runoff is is the Chesapeake Bay is known for the fact that it, it needs cleanup. Absolutely, it's constantly in the news, and so. Um, I think that's why this business is heading in that direction, but we're going to try to team up with them to, um, they're going to be building ponds and designing ponds and um, putting our products in to help treat the water there. I mean, it seems like the potential is just limitless. It is, and it's overwhelming sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why we need, um, we need help with our growth plan at this point. Well, good luck to you. I, unfortunately, we're out of time. I could hear y'all stories all day. Y'all have so many interesting and insightful stories, and, and your companies are doing really interesting things here. So good luck to you. Thank you. Thank you, Stephanie. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. My guests today on Out to Lunch have been Edward Daniel, owner of Daniel Outdoors, and Nicole Wagaspak, president of Martin Ecosystems. You can find out more about Daniel Outdoors and Martin Ecosystems by following the links on our website, itsbatonrouge.la and wrkf.org. Today's show is recorded live over lunch at Mansur's on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge. Mansur's is open for lunch daily from 11 to 2, for dinner nightly, and for brunch on Saturdays and Sundays. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our associate producer is Peter Raschuti. And our Baton Rouge business consultants are Charlie D'Agostino and Ann Edelman. You can see photos from this show on itsbatonrouge.la and on our Facebook page. These photos are taken by Ken Stewart. All the music on Out to Lunch is composed and performed by Mitchell Foreman. You can find more of Mitchell's music wherever great jazz is streamed, sold, or stolen and at mitchellforeman.com. You can get this show as a podcast, you can listen to past shows, and you can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites, itsbatonrouge.la and wrkf.org. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsbatonrouge.la and WRKF 89.3 FM. I'm Stephanie Regal. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Mansur's for more business Baton Rouge style on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker. Established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com and by Business First Bank, with locations throughout the state, including 11 offices in the Baton Rouge area, providing personal and commercial banking, treasury management, and wealth solution services to help clients succeed. Business First Bank, banking with greater momentum at b1bank.com.